0: Welcome one, welcome all to Marketing Meanders with Sally and Sam. We're back again today with a special guest, Hugo Pickering, who is a digital marketing and communications consultant. Hugo has fantastic experience in in a number of areas of marketing but in particular today we wanted to talk to him about analytics uh, within marketing and we explore the fundamentals of analytics what your specific business needs to be measuring how best to measure it and why this is important to improve your marketing decision making processes and we've also packed in some very practical tips of how to avoid some of the pitfalls and also to make the most of your analytics package and uh, also when you happen to be employing someone to help you on your analytics what should you be looking out for and uh, how do you make the most of of the data which is uh, provided to you so without further ado I'm going to introduce myself introducing Hugo um, and then we will crack on thanks very much enjoy Well hello everyone welcome to uh, another special marketing meander with Sally and Sam and and today I'm very pleased to say to you that uh, we have a special guest interviewee Hugo Pickering and Hugo is a marketing consultant and entrepreneur uh, with a lot of experience uh, in uh, both online and offline marketing and corporate communications and uh, well I'm just going to stop there as I usually do and let Hugo introduce himself so he can give us a, a more accurate overview of who he is, where he's come from, what's brought him to this space and time, and uh, what does he specialise in at the moment?
1: Um, Well, thank you, uh, Sam and Sally, for uh, the uh, introduction there, bigging me up, which is great. Um, uh, I I would say in terms of uh, what we're gonna talk about today, um, I really help customers to work out how really to maximise the visibility of their website um, by looking at performance of their their site um, through various online marketing channels, um, and to quote, and I'm just going to look down here and uh, remember the quote by Peter Drucker, the uh, management consultant, uh, if you can't measure it, you can't improve it. It's <laughs> uh, really the, the mantra that, uh, that I live by in far, as far as uh, Google Analytics are concerned. Um, and something that uh, is worth bearing in mind if you're a marketer, if you're uh, looking after a website, if you're trying to promote a website, if you're trying to promote products online, um, all of the measurement that you put into analyzing your website data uh, can be used to inform your decisions that you make thereafter.
0: Fantastic thank you very much Hugo and uh, yes we will be Exploring I, I, again as I always put this caveat on all of our podcasts because there's there's so much we could talk about and we're gonna go into many different areas of analytics and Assessing performance. And I'm I'm again very excited to, to explore that with you, which which would be great today Before we get to all of the uh, the interesting marketing stuff as well. I'd like to ask our first question, which is what is your favorite dish?
1: Um, okay, so I'm gonna cheat here slightly um, because uh, I'll give you four dishes um, Firstly, in the morning, I like a I like a couple of slices of saurine with butter. Ooh, yes. <laughs> Although the uh, olive oil spread rather than butter. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, Mid morning, I like a tonic, uh, a tonic um, caramel bar. You know, um, my not a tea cake.
0: cake
1: no, not the tea cake. No, no, no. Oh. The, the 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 caramel wafer, uh, which is. <laughs> just the most delicious thing and I, on the back i'm always fascinated because over the years it's changed from uh, we sell over three million of these a week and i was always fascinated three million that sounds a hell of a lot and uh, the latest ones have six million a week in the uk <laughs> they sell six million a week it's incredible anyway just in so, glasgow yeah well probably yes the ones that aren't battered anyway um then um i will uh, I, I love a fish finger sandwich which is one of my favourite things in the world. And then um, it's making me, uh, making me salivate at the thought of it all. Um, and uh, uh, the other thing I uh, absolutely love. So if that were my lunch, then my favourite supper dish would be um,
0: truffle pasta or truffle gnocchi. Oh, gosh. Lunch. I'm, I'm liking all of those. I had a fish finger sandwich today, just a few hours ago. Oh, really? just, to, to, just to get you with a bit of tartar sauce and a little HP brown sauce together. I, I just like the tanginess oh. with that. But oh, it's good. But... Um, very good choices. Very good indeed. We're liking that. Next
2: I'm going to start with the tricky questions. Obviously, they're just the big questions, and it gives us a chance to scoot off in any direction. So, if I'm going to do analytics, do I
1: need to have a web? Do I have to have a website to do analytics? Analytics is is effectively the analysis of traffic um, to any channel, effectively, and from any channel. Um, but the the, the best way to be able to use Google Analytics is on a website data uh, to be able to look at the information that you can glean from um, either acquisition behavior or uh, demographics or whatever it is you want to analyze um, from those people who have visited a website and thereby left their fingerprint as to um, uh, as to what they are um, what they're doing on the website, and then to be able to look at that to use that for marketing purposes in order to uh to to make better decisions about what next you want to do with your website so it, it can be used for uh, for different channels but um, but i would say centering your um uh, your marketing analysis your online marketing ana- analysis around a website is going to give you the most data that you are then able to work on
2: okay so, okay that makes a so lot of sense
1: but it's really, really useful. And if you're using um, uh, analytics within Facebook, for instance, uh, they have a very good um, uh, system called insights, which gives you a lot of information, but it doesn't go into the granular detail that uh, Google Analytics uh, Google, oh, okay. provides. Google Analytics um, gives you probably the most data that you can get on um, uh, on websites you can run your own analytics within a website um, using for instance wordpress or something like that has lots of plugins that you can uh, that you can use okay which will give you um, detail on the information that is provided by every visitor dropping into your website or wherever it might be you can look at um you know the ip address that they came from which will tell you something about the location of that person it'll give you some information there Um, it it'll give you the timing the time of day that sort of thing which would inform you as to um broader data but it won't give you the granular data that makes the huge difference about the um the way in which users use the site and also their demographics and their um go drill down into their interests for instance within google analytics because google analytics look allows you to look at um a lot more of that information because if you link it with Google ads, for instance, you know what people are looking at within Google ads, um, because their their advertisements they're clicking on, give you information about where else they've been, and then you can use that to define your, um, the interests of those users when they reach your website. So there's a lot of- You actually know much,
2: much more about them than they expect.
1: Well, yes. Um, You do, just a caveat on that, you do have to modify your privacy policy in order to tell people that you are looking not just at um, uh, the uh, the, the cookies that are being lodged on their computer and uh, within the uh, the, the analytics are not just looking at um, where they've been, what they've been doing, but it also reflects their user interests on their uh, google ads visits oh, okay so you need to change your privacy policy maybe on your website
2: okay that's you've got, interesting.
1: Be, you've got to know what you're doing and if you just switch on that um function within google it will prompt you to um to to look at your privacy policy but you've got to be quite uh, uh stringent about what you do with it
2: okay that's interesting that never crossed my mind okay now mm. i'm going to ask you some other basics for people who are like me who aren't terribly totally good at analytics i'm going to ask you some vocabulary questions um uh. What does bounce back mean
1: Bounce rate I think you're referring to okay that's yeah, lovely okay, bounce rate would be the um, the uh, a visitor who arrives at a website or r- arrives on a web page and goes nah, that 's not for me or or even looks at the top right for instance of the page and uh, sees the telephone number bounces off there and makes that call, or conversely goes no that 's not the site that i 'm after. Uh, okay. I was after X y Z not x y a. And off they go to somewhere else. Okay, so got it. it so well people be. that arrive but just don't lost. stay. Yeah, it could it could well be that you provided the detail that they wanted, the information they wanted, on the first page they arrived. So you might not have lost a customer, but you have lost the customer from going elsewhere within your website. Which could be Oh okay, valuable so it's not
2: necessarily you. a bad thing.
1: Not necessarily a bad thing. However, it would be better if they were more engaged with your website and you gave them more information because they were interested in what they found. Yeah, right, got it. Now I'm going to just change
2: platforms. And this is something I really don't
1: know what this means. <laughs> What's a Twitter impression? Okay, so um, Twitter impression on, now, if we're referring to analytics um, and uh, we're referring to, uh, to social media acquisition of customers, then um, within Google Analytics, it would look at uh, where those people came from. And there would have been an impression on uh, on Twitter, i.e. it was shown to that customer or that user so that they saw that there was a, um, uh, a, a, um, a post on Twitter that they looked at. They didn't necessarily make a uh, decision about what they wanted to do with it. They didn't click on anything, but they at least showed it to them and in okay. much the same way as google ads are shown to a customer that provides an impression not a click ah oh, got it got it has been shown that uh, that that uh, resource um, that media whatever it might be and they could have made it just, uh, a just an action upon that which might have been a click in facebook it might be an impression for instance but and there might have been either a share a click or uh, or or or, or um, uh another type of engagement with it so the, the idea being that an impression purely is a showing to that individual Got it.
2: that makes sense so they haven't actually done, they haven't actually done the thing i liked it or done anything they've just looked they've noticed it,
1: it it's been shown to them they might not Got have it. noticed it but it's been shown to them
2: good right uh this is um i know what this means but i'm going to ask anyway because i have had i do occasionally get it wrong <laughs> click through because it doesn't mean you're going through to anything does it it just means you have clicked on something to make me go to the website or whatever happens is that right yeah
1: so uh, yeah so i uh, touched on it there um in uh, in google ads for instance um you click through onto a um, onto an ad or you click an ad and it clicks through onto the uh, onto the web page that provides a click that can be um recorded within google ads and then can be reflected within google analytics that tells you more information about that uh, about that user uh, then then you can start drilling down into where they come from what they've been doing who they're who they are where they go within the website and all that sort of good stuff okay cool it's the first point of um uh, uh, first touch point f- uh, into the website yes yeah, what you really need
2: once once i know once up on the analytics i get their ip address um, can i actually then just use the ip address to contact masses of people once i've got that data
1: <laughs> Um, an IP address isn't always as useful as it uh, might sound Um, okay uh, an IP address can be a dynamically um, assigned IP address from a an ISP uh, an internet service provider who might have a range of um, of IP addresses which are dished out to customers as they appear that day for instance oh I
2: see so it's not my own personal one
1: well, it depends. I mean, for instance, I have a, um, a static IP as opposed to a dynamically provided IP because I need that in order for me to. And this is a, a useful thing for marketers to consider. Um, within Google Analytics, you can exclude your own IP address because if you're looking at a website on a constant basis and, um, and clicking away within your website, and you've got a business where you've got 50 employees and 10 of them are in marketing, let's say, Uh, maybe not 10, but but, uh, a number of them are clicking away on your website. And uh, each one of those clicks from a defined IP address or a dynamic IP address, and these days, because everybody's working at home, each one of those clicks is registered as a uh, a user and all of the uh, information behind that is being recorded within Google Analytics. So Mm -hmm. what you really want to do is exclude the IP addresses that are relevant to the individual marketers who are involved in that website. And uh, and even the corporate um, uh, external facing IP address needs to be excluded from the analytics in order to make sure that you're not recording or over recording uh, Mm. information that uh, that you don't really want to see um, and will skew your results.
2: That is interesting because I have um, I didn't know you could do that because I know that I've, I have looked at analytics results and thought mm, that's because one person is sitting there clicking and clicking and clicking. And I've just made that assumption. I didn't know it was possible to actually exclude that. That's really interesting. Yeah,
1: it, it becomes more difficult when you've got bigger sites that um, uh, y- you might have competition. Um, so your competitors might be, um, might be clicking on your website or clicking on your ads. To make it look like there are lots of potential customers out there and people do that um, and worse than that you can outsource that to click farms where you can automate the process or have a number of people hundreds or thousands sometimes <laughs> actually click clicking this used to happen a lot in um, in the early days of uh, google advertising uh, where people would um, employ a click farm um, or, um, or, or, or um, uh, people to actually sit there and click on ads on a regular basis. And um, you've probably seen um, these videos of, uh, or, or images of um, iPads being set up. Hundreds and hundreds of iPads are all set up and they are automated to go to different websites on a regular basis and click through, or to go to ads and just click on the ads and it uses a um, competitor budget.
2: Absolutely, because you pay per click. I had no idea that happens. Bloody
1: hell. There's some horrible stuff that you can do (laughs) if you're a dodgy marketer. However, everybody uh, listening to this will be uh, thinking, well, I want to avoid that rather than uh, be involved in it. Mm. Um, So, uh, to answer your question, IP addresses can be um, somewhat uh, misleading. Um, but they can lead you to some information, uh, to, some useful information about your customers yeah. um, and about your competitors. So you might find that you are um, you're the target of a customer uh, campaign of, uh, of clicks, um, which you can uh, you can then do something about it by firstly um, ensuring that you're not appearing in the places where that um, where that uh, competitor is uh, is lurking. To, um, uh, to, to click on your ads, um, exclude the IP addresses within the ads program, not within analytics, and then exclude within analytics to ensure that you're not um, overcounting the uh, uh, the, content, uh, the um, traffic that's coming in.
2: Well, wow, that's really interesting. This is really genuine, because we all think, oh, I can do those ads myself, that'd be no problem. But you're kind of missing some mm. of the really beneficial of having someone who professionally knows what they're doing, who can say, look, avoid yep. this pitfall. And I would never ever, it would never have crossed my mind in a million years that I could possibly do that.
1: One of the, uh, one of the things that Google has tried to do um, in the last few years to, uh, to try and increase their, um, their turnover, their revenue and their profits um, (laughs) as we all want to do. And you can understand why they do it, but they introduced um, the express program, Google ads express program where you can set up a, um, uh google ads account and campaigns really really simply really easily and it just walks you through the process okay hides all of the complicated stuff in the background and it's it's intended for businesses who don't necessarily want to employ marketers Um, but it hides all of the good stuff that allows you to do all the um uh, um, ip exclusion um, all the filtering that you don't want to see and Mm -hmm. um and and actually Uses up your budget more quickly. So, um, if you can persuade your clients, your customers, not to use express um, programs okay. and to either learn how to do it properly, or better still, why not outsource it to a <laughs> professional, um, where <laughs> you, you aren't going to just use up your budget and um, uh, and spend huge amounts of silly money, yep. which can be done very very quickly. Um, yep. I've known Actually, with paper people click, spend. Can go horribly wrong very quickly yeah but i've noticed people spend 300 times what they should have been spending um because they just didn't quite know what they were doing and um uh, and i've got sort of um, examples of that that uh, that i sort of use when i'm sort of um you know Itching. in sales mode um the, the whole idea that you automate advertising is wrong um because you've got to be very specific specific you've got to be very granular about um what it is you're trying to achieve and you've got to understand you're marketing to um and uh, getting in front of before you can even start putting the ads that are going to draw them in yeah
0: that's what i mean this is sorry i was just going to say this is exactly what i've been writing down here i've written down meaning and useful data and i think maybe if you mentioned meaning earlier on i mean again this is something a clear example of how we again have to come back to I, i say the basics more fundamentals i suppose of marketing despite the as we've already gone through, there there is all the technological understanding there. There is all the 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 things that we have to remember and 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 the expertise that's required in in these campaigns. But ultimately, or sort of rather, in the beginning, the genesis of any campaign or an approach to use any sort of platform or or marketing, digital marketing, has to come from a place of trying to understand what it is you're trying to achieve and yeah. understanding who your audience are and getting all those fundamentals in place. I think very much that's what you're. You're saying it's turning up well. My philosophy, certainly our philosophy, I think, as well, uh, which is the, the important place to start, because that will inform everything else you do from from then on. Whether you're commissioning a, a you know an expert or, or or trying to do it yourself, I suppose.
1: Yeah, I think um, it comes back to the uh, um, Peter Drucker. Um, if you can't measure it, you can't uh, if you can't measure it. You can't improve it. You know, you've got to understand what it is you're trying to achieve. Um, way before you start to put all this stuff together um
2: and analytics
1: analytics. isn't just seo is it analytics is not just seo no um uh, seo can drive the traffic that you can then analyze um the whole thing is cyclical really um because you modify your um your website your various different um uh, uh touch points across the um uh, your, your your digital footprint to make sure that you um y- you maximize the opportunity to get in front of the right people you put the right um, <coughs> resources in front of those people to give them the maximum opportunity to reach your uh, your product service or whatever it is you're trying to sell
2: yeah absolutely and you make it nice and easy for them to find that buy button
1: yes exactly yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, yes, which, which is so easy to hide. <laughs>
2: oh god, people hide the till all the time. I mean, I've been to lots of websites, you're thinking, lovely. What? Yeah. What do I do
1: now? And then you end up pressing the contact button, and you think, oh bloody hell! Yeah, yes, yes, absolutely. In fact, I was that happened. That very same thing happened to me this morning while trying to look for a um, a buy button or or some kind of method of um, of buying a digital print. Uh, Or a number of digital prints, but I couldn't find how to do it. And then there was this link to upload your files. Well, it's not quite what I wanted at the time. (laughs) I didn't want to upload your files, I wanted to buy the bloody thing first. (laughs) Exactly, this is hopeless. Yeah. 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 I mean,
2: that's a really good good example because an awful lot of people. When they've got when they've just done a new website they very rarely actually get someone who's not them to walk through it yeah. and actually do what you're expecting them to do because your analytics it's great and they might show you that nobody ever goes further than page two because they can't feel, work out where to go and you can avoid some of this can't you by just getting somebody to try and do what you think they ought to be doing
1: yeah um yes exactly that um you know to uh, to, yeah. to get some kind of um, uh, i mean one of the good things that you can you can do with you know, if you're setting up a website is to do some kind of a b testing um you know you can do that in google ads for instance but you know, just to have um a means by which you can set up a different versions of your uh, set up different versions of your website i mean particularly where you're using a platform um, to do so like wordpress or um, shopify or you know one of the other uh, platforms you can you can set it up so that you've got two different versions of a uh, of a website that you can flick between so a a good developer will have a number of themes within their um, their platform that you can swap to see which one's working better or to um, to try different colored um, different color combinations make sure that you're not sort of um, confusing the dichroic issue on uh, colour blindness or something like that and you know just there's lots of different ways of uh, encouraging um, some test user testing to make sure that you're not, uh, you're not, uh, you're just making your own assumptions about things, which
2: is mean, it's, it's not just email headlines that we A B test. We should, there's a whole depth of A B testing we can do with everything, as you say, colors, imaging, all that kind of thing. It's great. Yeah.
0: So, yes, what, what I was interested in is if someone, like with our handbag uh, example that we always have, our Cotswold handmade handbags um if we're setting up our website and we're faced with the google analytics package say i mean it's the first off the shelf most well-known package we have where do we start in terms of thinking okay well what is it how do i even start understanding the questions that I, i need to ask and what i want to measure about my brand new handbag site which is relatively straightforward and simple site with a few three or four pages say
1: okay so um I would start by defining what sort of reporting you want to achieve. Um, once you've set the goals that uh, that you're uh, you're trying to achieve with this website, is it about um, is it about sales or is it about uh, customization, or is it about um, uh, handbags that uh, that um, also um, sell? Uh, purses or whatever it might be so it's looking at the 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 goals the targets of uh, what you're trying to achieve and then looking at setting up reporting and customizations within uh, analytics to ensure that you are measuring what you need to measure in order to make the decisions that allow you to modify the website to increase the sales that you're always after Um, and also to make sure that you your reporting is accurate for the sort of um, sort of results you're trying to achieve. So, whether that's going to be about um, the customers that you are uh, marketing to, is it about the um, geographies that you, uh, you're trying to market to, is it about the sort of demographics, is it, or what is it you're trying to, um, you, you, who is it you're trying to reach. Then you can sort of work back from there to define the reporting that will give you the maximum information that you want in the shortest space of time because obviously everybody's short of time they don't want to spend uh, spend hours trawling through analytics and it's too easy within analytics to sit there and uh, and stare at a screen full of um, charts and uh, and tables and uh, pie charts and whatever and go wow fantastic <laughs> but what am i actually learning from it yes um, and is it teaching me anything about is it telling me anything I don't know already? Um, and if it is, how can that influence my decisions that I'm making about the, uh, the, the, the marketing uh, channel that I'm, I'm looking at? And, you know, whether it's uh, whether it's incoming traffic from your social media uh, channels, um, is that the, the, the highest traffic that you're re- uh, receiving, in which case, do you need to then boost the website? or do you need to maximize your, your Instagram account to be able to ensure that uh, those pictures that are getting shared a thousand times are being reflected in sales, therefore is your conversion rates working? Um, and so setting goals within analytics will allow you to measure that to make sure that where traffic comes in, you're then resulting in some kind of response that you want them to make, um, hopefully a sale of your beautiful handbags. Yes. I think that's
0: really
2: interesting.
0: Sorry, Sam. Oh, it's okay. No, I was just just going to say, yeah, I mean, it, it, it's that setup, isn't it? And because there was something that, uh, as you've alluded to again already about the the fact that there are lots of shiny charts, and you can make some beautiful charts on there, can't you? At the mm. click of a button, and and it's uh, particularly, you know, if you want to impress somebody and think, well, wow, look at this, this is amazing. Or I suppose you can also go the other way, where perhaps you might not panic necessarily, but get worried about seeing these. I've, I've sort of written down an example of something which I think is pretty easy to do in Google Analytics if you are not used to it, is the whole thing of, we've already discussed bounce rates. So if I go in there and I look at my site and think, oh my God, it's got a massive bounce rate. This is appalling. This is the end of the world. And But the, the whole sort of filtering of understanding where that bounce rate's coming from. So is it actually the case that your handbag shop, for some reason, there's some keywords in there, it's been picked up in, in I don't know, um, Abu Dhabi or, or, or India or, or China or America, and actually, your market, your target market is, is uh, I don't know, uh, southeast England. And you, you, you've got your global traffic on there that you're seeing this report, and it's, it looks like really bad quality traffic, and everyone's bouncing and disappearing and not doing anything that you want them to do. But actually, you find out very quickly that when you refine it down to the traffic, the people, or you geographically that you want to come onto your site, or any other attribute. It's actually doing really well. so you you can have a you can have a misapprehension about yep. you know understanding what what's going on, can't you as well or even bounce rate itself, as you say, if it's a landing page and you want people to do one thing quickly and disappear, that success it's not it's not negative, isn't it? So I, I, do you think there are quite a lot of those instances where you can draw false conclusions or or go down a rabbit hole unnecessarily?
1: There are, yes, there are a number of, um, number of things that can mislead um, a, an inexperienced um, analytics user to think that they are either doing things incredibly well or conversely, very badly. Um, it, I, I mean, there are probably a load of examples, but uh, I'm just sort of thinking you know, bounce rate is one, um, uh, traffic sources um, is another. You sort of look at the traffic source in go, hand, hey, why have I got traffic from Russia? Well, you've probably got traffic from Russia because there's some kind of um, either um, campaign going on that, uh, that, that that uses the keywords, and I think you mentioned, um, Sam, the, the idea of um, uh, specific keywords um, influencing how traffic gets to you. Well, you know, there might be a forum that discusses something that um, has a lot of links to you, but you don't know where that forum is, and it might be in Russia, because they've identified that um, you know high-quality handbags are made in the Cotswolds, um, or whatever it might be. So, you know, you, you might be you might feel it's being skewed by um, duff traffic, but there could be a very good reason for that. Um, that could be something that you can exploit, or um, or conversely uh, ignore if it's um, if it's traffic from a, a a dodgy site, you know, an adult site or whatever it might be, um, that you don't necessarily um, want on your website, but. It could be from you know, um, uh, legitimate sources, you know, somebody, uh, somebody within there. Um, so you've got to be careful about the, uh, the sort of, um, uh, um, uh, how you draw a conclusion from uh, from analytics sometimes. Um, it's worth mentioning um, at this point, um, uh, Google uh, GA4, Google Analytics 4, which has just been launched by Google this month, and um, it's well last month actually, um, it's uh, it, it's far easier and a better interface, uh, it's a much more modern interface, and uh, it provides more information more easily, uh, I think would be the easiest way to describe it. Um, it doesn't change anything about the, uh, the content that's in there, but it repositions it so that it makes it more um, accessible, and their idea is to make it much more graphically accessible, and so um, you know, your, your geographic charts and um, and your uh, pie charts and those sorts of um, uh, g- content that looks uh, glossy and shiny um, are all brought to the fore, um, which is good in many ways. Um, I haven't found any uh, downsides to J4 uh, currently, but uh, I'm just still okay. analyzing it myself to make sure that it's, um, it, it's really helping because... I think I'm so used to the old interface for uh, for Google Analytics that um, I didn't see a, I didn't see a need for change. But now i have seen it. I'm going oh yeah, actually it's quite useful. Um, but again, it's targeting uh, users who haven't got such um, a deep knowledge of uh, Google Analytics um, in much the same way as Google Ads Express is uh, is targeting businesses. This is targeting um, in house teams who or in house individuals. Who haven't got huge amounts of time to invest in uh, looking at uh, analytics. So it's to try and streamline the process for those uh, marketers who are time poor.
2: That's great. But I think, I mean, you've just been a perfect example. The benefits of having somebody who absolutely understands not just what the figures mean, but actually what the implications of them are is absolutely, is that's why having an outsourced piece of um, analytics done with you is so important, because it means not, you're not just come back to me and say, oh, you've got 52 people from Russia. You'll come back and say, you've got 52 people from Russia. I suggest that that means we should go on to do X, Y, Z. And it's that ongoing analytics yeah. support that is so valuable from having an outside person doing it for you.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it can be managed internally um, to uh, to mm-hmm. good effect. Um, you'd have to have somebody who's uh, knowledgeable about it and probably uh, assign that task on a regular basis rather than it just being a monthly, oh, I think I better go and look up the analytics and uh, yeah. do the reporting for uh, for the marketing manager. But that is what um, happens, isn't it? They go, oh my God, it's the marketing report. Quick, have a quick yes. look at the analytics and bang,
2: we can find. <laughs>
1: Yeah, all been there so many times, um, but uh, yes. Yeah, so, so the other thing there is um, the integration between analytics and uh, an SEO um, and and your web and everything else. So you know, there's a there's a good symbiosis between the two, um, and sometimes there's a good uh, trade-off and uh, and almost complementary um, working with a SEO agency, for instance, and somebody who's Working on your analytics, you might not have the same people doing that, but it keeps everybody on their toes because the SEO people are going to want to know that their um, their performance is, uh, is recognised within the analytics that are presented to management, and likewise the the analytics person is to, going to want to mention uh, going to want to mention and also uh, ensure that the SEO guys are on the, and girls are on their uh, toes and um, and actually doing what they're supposed to do. Yeah. So the two can can sort of work together. Um, you don't have to have them in completely separate camps. They could be under the same roof and providing a, a similar service. Yeah. Um, these days, I think um, things have moved a little bit away from the uh, one-stop shop um, agency. Um, I would say, uh, you know, it's it's like business. Um, things contract and then um, and then go their own way and then contract again. And uh, and I think that's the sort of uh, gives us a sort of analysis of, um, of how SEO, web, and um, analytics all work together, but can be managed separately.
0: We hope you enjoyed part one of our meander through analytics please do join us for part two where we will be doing more on this fascinating topic we'll be looking at how you can understand the useless reports and analytics um, where you can make the most of the insights that are provided to you by experts and how they're interpreting data and how then you can make informed decisions how you can understand a customer journey and also we'll be touching on the marketing nirvana which is of course attribution well it is for me at least anyway we hope that you enjoyed it today part two will be out shortly and if you do have any observations or anything you'd like to ask us or Hugo then please you can get in touch with us at Meanders Pod on twitter thank you very much that's all for now see you soon